Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's Left of Us at DD Live Play Stream. Uh, we are here today to play a little bit of you know what? Actually, I'm just gonna go straight to the party stream because it's just me and Zoe. <laughs> Hi, Zoe. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, we are here for uh, the third part of our special just level up sequences. Uh, once again, we are not going to be doing this every time. This is just for this one because it is special and maybe occasionally one or two in the future. If it gets to be like, hey, we want to do some special little side episodes if we're feeling like it uh, down the line, it'll be whatever. Uh, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, our this is D&D. &D, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Our um, our special rules are that the players have to take a 10 day a long rest um, sort of event, a uh, what do they call that? I'm a DM. <laughs> um, downtime? Downtime activity. Thank you very much. Uh, down ex ex Extra experience for you. Uh, in this game, we already don't use experience. Uh, downtime activity in order to level up. We also need a downtime activity to do a long rest, which is why I'm conflating the two. Uh, hi, Star. Star's in the chat. Uh, <laughs> um, as usual, this will be a D&D game, which means it's RP, which means uh, we might get into some topics and stuff that we're, we are comfortable with, but you might not be comfortable with. And if that's the case, by all means, take the time to take care of yourself and pop back in when you feel like it's necessary. Um, let's see here. What else am I talking about? Our release schedule. This. OK, so normally what happens is when we play our usual game, which our next one will be next Friday. Incidentally, time flies. Um, I take uh, I have the weekend that I work and then after that I get the 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 highlight together and I edit it and I put it out. Um, this episode's going to be whenever I can. Hopefully it'll be done with stars episode up on the YouTube edited and added with stuff onto it um, before next Friday. But if that's not the case, stay tuned. They'll all probably come out at once. You'll have a bunch to watch. You can binge. We all know how everyone likes to binge. Um, yeah. Uh, Automata is my co-pilot today, uh, or rather stream elements is. Uh, we should be fine. If anything happens, I have a big old emergency button that I can lock down the channel with, and we are good to go there. What else am I missing? I don't know, Zoe. Do you have do you have any pressing announcements? I don't think so. Do we have merch? Uh, do you know that? <laughs> do we have merch? I can oh. make a merch store real easy. Yeah. You want like Tim Tam beanies? We can, we can we can do Tim Tam beanies if you want. Tim Tam everything. Tim Tam Tim for Tam life. <laughs> right. We can absolutely do merch. Yeah, start uh later. We can we can we can get merch going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. That's enough that's enough of me uh prevaricating yeah. with the beginning stuff. Um So yeah, this is a level up sequence for just <laughs> him. Just As can't. such, we're probably going to go about an hour. There will be no talks afterwards, but if you have questions, I will give you like five or so minutes to answer questions at the very end of this sequence. And uh, we'll go from there. Hold on to your lore butts. There's going to be lots of lore. I don't know what a lore butt would look like. Uh, fan drawings can sort that out. I need to get my my notebook. I, I thought for, for half a lore. second that you had a lore butt handy and you were nope. going to do some show and tell. No. Oh, that's not the right one. Oh, no. I have too <laughs> many notebooks. Oh, no. 
this is not the right one either. That's fine. I oh, found it. it. It's at the bottom yeah. of this pile. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Let's go over okay. the map. It is here. We are it good. Is big, okay. big Zoe. Big Zoe is much bigger than me now. <clears throat> Pardon me. Hi, Zoe. Ah. Um, welcome, if you will, to the platform. Ooh. When last we left off, uh, Tim Tam and her friends had solved their own murders and had pulled the mighty Chew out of the jaws of the morning rail. Um, you also captured the fiends involved. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yes, poor, poor Tim's charisma is poor. Don't, don't look into that. <clears throat> uh, sorry, I, sh I, sh I shouldn't be reacting to chat at the moment. That's my bad. That's my streamer oh, no, instincts okay. kicking in. Um, so you pull into the station mm -hmm. to uh, a small crowd of the rich and famous of Waterdeep and the giant gates of the Western Wall. Yes, Western, I believe. Hold on. No, Eastern Wall. Pardon me. Western Wall for Waterdeep would be in the harbor. So that's my bad. Uh, <laughs> and... And you're all trotted out to great exclaim. You're held up as paragons of, of, of justice and right for the time being. Uh, there's a lot of fancy words being put out in your, your general attention. And uh, Vernon Gwart, the mastermind behind the plot, and his accomplice, Eli Fumblecrumb, uh, mm -hmm. are trotted out and handed over to the authorities. Now, you mentioned Vernon uh, will not face much justice. He is a rich man, after all. Uh, however, Eli is in for Aww. a bit of a, a bit of a time, unfortunately. However, it is not the usual authorities that take away Eli. Um, there is two representatives from a gnomish court that you don't recognize, one of which is quite clearly a paladin. He's he's wearing heavy armor. Uh, he's got a, a hammer on his side that has like whirring gears on it. Um, and Eli's like, oh, come on. And they're like, no, no, you're coming with us. And then they take him and he's like, no, you got the wrong man. I was, I swear I did it for money. My motives were pure. Uh, and then off he goes. Uh, they, they kind of haul him off. You've never seen a gnomish organization like this before, but, mm. <laughs> but apparently gnomes take care of their own justice, uh, in, in Waterdeep. So, cool. uh, good to know. There they go. Oh, that's right. There is also, before I get too far into this, because I almost forgot it last time too. Chat. Oh yes, chat. You <gasps> to, I didn't. I didn't forget about you, but I hadn't uh, thought to do my third introduction of chat. Uh, chat is a real thing. A wonderfully real thing. You are. You are. You are real. Uh, we acknowledge your struggles, chat. Um, you know, uh, they're the real ones. Yeah, they're the real ones. In fact, you chat, like I said, are actualized. You are actually in game. Oh. This is not a thing that I am just saying. Your voices add to the choir of creation in this game. Hell yeah! And so your job is watching and helping or hindering whenever you can. And oh, no. so in just a moment in chat, you will see when I can, because my, my UI is being a little bit slow. Sorry. There is going to be a new community challenge. Now I can only do three of these per game. So once everyone gets on screen, we'll have to like 
make sure everyone gets a solid rotation through. But essentially, when you folks fill up this bar, Tim, you will get inspiration. And what that means is you'll get an extra d20 to use on whatever role you want in the game at any time. Rad. However, be warned, chat. I also get one. Already 40% raised. Oh, chat, you're making me happy. <laughs> but yeah, you're... Um, like I said, you may not be able to actually do much in the world. But your voice forms the background music of this world. All right. Now, it's so close to being done already. Wow. Uh, my, my chat has not had a lot of uh, <laughs> my, my chat has not had a lot of opportunities to use up those things. So I'm going to pull out some dice because why not? I like having some extra dice just kicking around for no reason. I, I'm not certainly not going to roll it or anything. Oh, no. no. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, I'm gonna need a deep you know, you you can't kill Tim on on her level up. Session. Well, listen, I almost killed Star, but then she used Thunderwave and wrecked my plans. Uh, so let's. <laughs> okay, so at this point, people kind of start peeling off. Um, <laughs> a bunch of the now that the speeches are done, rich folk are coming forwards and like propositioning your team for jobs. They're like, oh, man, I, I would love some extra security on, on this route here. And here, take my card if you need this here. And, oh, I've got a dig site up north. I would really love you guys to maybe go to and see. And, uh, you know, I've got rats in my basement. You think you could? And then, like, uh, a whole bunch of, like, the, you're like, uh, oh, I'm really cold. Can you go outside and farm 10 wolf pelts? Um, like, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And... You can already see a couple of people who are already uh, not great at dealing with people are starting to peel off. Maldris and 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 um, and Emery specifically kind of like start slowly edging towards the end here. Um, uh, Emery stops for a moment before she leaves and she says, um, "I uh, I thought once we've landed, I wasn't gonna." We were all just going to take off, but uh, and then she looks at you specifically uh, and she says, um, but, you know, maybe after this week when I've done my stuff or whatever, we can meet up again. And I, I guess I'd be OK with that. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Oh, I mean, you're you're very cool. And I, you know, I've never like had, you know, people that I know that are super cool. So it would I, I would like it if if you you know, stuck around. Yeah, like a red tiefling <laughs> blushing is weird, but oh. sure. It, it's that sort of like, uh, whatever. It's not like I like you, Baka. Uh, yeah. And then like, you know, uh, off she goes. Uh, she kind of like goes into, the, and then she's like immediately accosted by a few rich folk. And then she like points at Rathgerther and walks away. Uh, <laughs> um, Maldris also like looked like she was about to like, or they were about to melt into the crowd. Sorry. Um, and then they, uh, when Emery does uh, her thing, Maldris stops and goes, um, yeah, yeah, I've got some things to figure out. Are, are you going to come back? Like to the, to the group? They look kind of confused, like about mm. their own feelings about the matter, but they go, yeah, I Cause, think so. Because you're also very cool. I don't know, 
I don't know if you're as cool as Emery because she's like the coolest, but you're you're up there. <laughs> uh, their face kind of morphs into Emery's face for a quick second. No. And they go, I'm cooler. Uh, and then they fade, literally fade into the crowd. You like lose sight Ooh. of them immediately. Very cool. Yeah. Um, maybe Rath maybe Gerther, they are the coolest. <laughs> Rath Gerther, meanwhile, is completely like already like off like she jumped off of the, the the stage and like walked over to the troubadour that was singing and is already giving like critiques uh and then also Perfect. like hobnobbing with all the rich folk like she seems to be in her element <laughs> you can see you can hear her like above the humdrum of the crowd um she's not like obviously she didn't stick around for talking or anything like that at all so you don't know her position on the matter but she seems to be like sticking here so who knows uh vernon by the way is passing out pamphlets um <laughs> and also hobnobbing with the crowd but like when emery and 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 maldris talk and and you side things he's, he's like nodding along right okay. uh you and him have been probably the closest out of everybody so far so i don't think you have anything to worry about uh that particularly so these two are now busy and you are free to do what you'd like um so i i have been to Waterdeep before yes uh well that's up that's up that's up for debate um would you like to have ever been to Waterdeep? your parents have been obviously because that's why you're here but yeah i think maybe like once when i was really little like mm-hmm. when I was, you know, four or five, they may right. have brought me when I was a lot easier to like corral. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, you know, like I remember that it was a big bustling city, but I don't remember many like details. <laughs> right. Um, but I would imagine that I'm still like because Waterdeep is a, a big city. It's a it's a, a bustling place. And so uh, I think I'm just overwhelmed. Absolutely. <laughs> but also but also excited. You know, like, I don't know where to go. I'm, you know, like choice paralysis, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, uh, hello, everybody. Wink. Um, just double checking if we had uh, the surprise ready or not. Oh, no. Oh, Is it no. not yet? <laughs> no. No? That's unfortunate. No. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it. <sighs> It'll happen when it happens. It's not yeah, a big deal. Um, okay, so you mm-hmm. make your way through the crowd. Um, it's much easier for you to avoid all the, the, the rich folk talking and hobnobbing. Although there's occasionally like uh, somebody who is more at your eye height who catches your eye and talks to you for a quick second about like, you know, oh, would you like uh, to come help me? Like there's, you know, there's like a, there's like a, a goblin who's very old and like is some sort of spellcaster. And he's like, oh, I would absolutely love to hire you for something. If your team has a, you know, thing. and you just go, um, and, you know, however so I, you want to. I don't need money. Thanks. <laughs> but taxes. Uh, and then, and then you make your way eventually through the crowd um, to the big giant gates and past the guards. And you are in the city of Waterdeep. It is unlike anything you have ever seen. Wide roads that are cobbled instead of just dirt and mud. Um, There is um, buildings that are 
uh, so close together that they're almost like this big block of buildings. They're plaster and wood and stone and like just a mixture of materials, just a panoply. You can see written large in the um, in the architecture of the area that this is a town that has been over the centuries built up and and hit with calamity and then built up again and then like th this is this is a, a place with stories in the walls themselves and so you begin your journey through Waterdeep. what is tim's first thought what what is she doing first in Waterdeep? What am I doing first in Waterdeep? Or do you get um, heavily distracted? <laughs> yes. Uh, mm. yeah. I think that, yeah, she, she would be very distracted, but I think her first thought would be... Um, I think her first thought would be... I, I wish my parents were here. Because she sees, Aww. you know, not for her own comfort, but just she sees lots of things that she knows that her parents would be interested in. She sees Absolutely. things that remind her a lot of her parents. Um, and it's it's more of a like, you know, she knows that they would enjoy this city and she knows that they that this is their kind of place. Um, right. And so she knows that they would enjoy themselves if they were here. And that's what she wants is... Uh, hey. You know, you know what? Um, but yes, then she immediately becomes distracted by everything. <laughs> right. Let's um, let's take you to just a random road, shall okay. we? Let's summon you to the board bonk. Welcome what? to the main road. You are you are traveling down the high road. Um, and so you know you have things to do here. I'll just put you down on the board somewhere. There we are. Um, you know you have something to do. You have some, some objectives you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, however, there's so many things. There are bookstores and, and, and libraries and blacksmiths and farriers and people yelling out their wares. And there are heralds that are talking about the news of the local areas. There are people trying to sell their wares. There are guards hustling off street vendors that don't have a permit. There are uh, there are carriages full of, and palanquins full of rich people. There are troubadours. There's sound sights and smells everywhere. Um, so yeah, I'm imagining she's very much like, you know, the what's this scene from Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, that's her. That's right. her right now. You know, what's this? What's this? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that she, her main goal is to find some sort of, not necessarily a blacksmith, but... You know, she just got off this train where she had had this really helpful conversation with um, with Bob, the engineer, right? Uh, where he had helped her through, um, you know, some of the calculations that she was working on. And she's so close. She feels like she's so close on these uh, schematics that she's building. And so she, you know, before these thoughts leave her brain, she needs to get somewhere 
and start working on them before she forgets. All right. Um, well, there are plenty of people nearby. You can certainly ask. Uh, would would Tin Tan just ask someone uh, off their like just random, or would she maybe think a little bit more about who might have information on the street? Yeah, I think that she would ask. Um, probably like a guard, since okay. you know she was told as a child that you know if you're ever in trouble, go to the ask guards. a guard. Yeah. Yes. Um, there are indeed plenty of guards. Let me uh uh. To emphasize my point about how many there are, let me plop one down. Um, there you go. This is, what do you watch? There you go. Oh, look. Oh, look, a guard. Just so happens to be walking nonchalantly down the road. Wow. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Hello. Hi. Uh, hello there. I, do you... So, is there, like, a... like? tinker workshop somewhere that i could go it's very important uh <laughs> there are plenty of tinkerers workshops you have to be a little bit more specific are you looking for a specific patron uh are you looking for just uh, a workshop out in the open to work with yeah i i just i need to find somewhere to work oh well head to the trade ward it's a place called okay. um well the locals call it danger alley but it's well, you'll know when you get there. It's hard to miss. I, I don't know that I will know when I get there. <laughs> I've never been here, but, but that's not true. I was here once when I was really little. Like, you know, not like I know I'm a gnome. I'm, we're already little. But like young, like a baby. Sure. Well, you seem to be a, a an adult, I believe, right? <gasps> wow. The first person to ever acknowledge that Tim is an adult. <laughs> Well, you know, I've there there are several gnomes on the the city watch, and you know, you get used to them. Okay, so the trade ward, and then I'll I'll know it when I see it. Yes, Danger Alley. Okay. Don't forget. If you get lost, you can ask around, but I don't think you'll need to. Yes, point me to Danger Alley. That's a that's okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Um, okay, so. You give me. Why don't you give me a survival check? See if you can actually make it through the winding city streets. You're already on the high road, so it's not going to be that difficult to go south and find the trade board. Why did I? Okay, the die says that I rolled a seventeen, but the actual number—I think it may have gotten like stuck on the side of the screen. The number says mm -hmm. I rolled a three, so four. <laughs> A four. A awesome. Four. Um, okay, so you basically you wander south on the high road mm -hmm. until you go all the way to the south wall, and then you realize I may have missed the trade war. Why don't you give me another survival check? Unless you want to ask somebody. Uh no, she's just gonna run around until she finds it. Okay, I think. make another survival check then. Twelve. Well, that's much better. Yeah, um, so you find the trade war pretty easily now. Uh, because you're really close to it actually. Um yeah. And so this place is filled with like net makers and like a whole bunch of things like weavers. And this is a place where the city sequesters all of the big industry. Maybe the air is a little bit grimier here, mm -hmm. um, just as a matter of course, like there's lots of stuff in the air in general. Um, and there's there's like there the um, the the sewers and sloshways on either side of the street are, are deeper and wider because of all of the extra 
effluvia and stuff that has to go to from butchers and and yes. like alchemists and stuff like that. They just kind of like toss it into the street and it goes down. Yeah. So like there's there's the grosser side of it. But eventually, um, you hear the unmistakable sounds of hammering and explosions. And no one seems to be running from these explosions, so you think that perhaps you might have found Danger Alley. Beeline. Beeline there. Let me... Where is Tim Tam? There you are. And I will summon you to the board. Bonk. Welcome <gasps> to Danger Alley. Is that a giant fish? Yeah. There okay. are row houses here that are in relative, um, not, I wouldn't say disrepair. They have been repaired, just not by people who you think knew how to build houses. Um, they've been repaired in a way that suggests someone was like, I know how to fix things. I'll fix this. And then they fixed it and it is uh, fixed. Um, speaking as somebody with an engineer's diploma, uh, occasionally, if you don't know the thing, you know, uh, trying to fix something with a welder's degree when you should be patching wood is not exactly the best thing. Um, yeah. So, and you see, like, there's open air, like, community um, areas. You see a bunch of people collaborating on projects, smithing out in the open, living in tents near the smithery. Um, there are less guards here, and occasionally you will hear, like, an explosion and someone, like, screaming as their hair catches fire, and then they, like, dunk it in a bucket and everyone has a good laugh, and then they just go back to smithing again. Like, welcome to Danger Alley. This is Hell what yeah. it is. And very soon, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting you here because Danger Alley is a stretch of road that is fairly long, so mm -hmm. you, you come across um, many places that look kind of suitable. But as soon as you come across this place, you know. There is a place that looks like it had caught fire at one point and the upper levels had almost burned down. But inside is an expansive workshop filled with many different types of tools. And that's the important part. A lot of the mm -hmm. workshops you saw around here were specialized. This place seems to be many of them. There's an older man working the smithing anvil right in front of you and you can't quite see deeper in. Uh, but you can get closer if you like. I would like, yes. Absolutely. Um, this gentleman, whose name I can't remember, Rolf, uh, is smithing a hammer, and you you walk up, and he's smithing just something. Looks like it might have been a horseshoe at one point, but he's doing something with it. Don't know what. Hi. Hello. Oh, hello there. How are you doing? I can I can I do some work here? I have some some schematics, and I immediately just start like getting them out of my bag, laying stuff out on the ground, uh, sort of making myself at home before he has answered my question, and you know, explaining all of the like parts and stuff that I need, and just you know, I'm looking for this so I can do this, and I I have a thought about this, and can I can I work here? Um. He like is kind of like you notice he doesn't have any teeth <laughs> because he's Good. like like gumming while you do this. Yeah. Um, it was nice by tables on the side for you if you like. What? 
And he points off to a couple of bare tables next to the side. <laughs> I will move my stuff. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Words. Um, sorry, and then he sorry goes about your he, he goes immediately back to whatever he was doing after he like scratches the bottom of his head with whatever he was working on. And then he puts it back on the anvil and starts hammering it again. Nice. Um, you notice as you move deeper in mm-hmm. that there is a very large figure working at an alchemist oh. table nearby over here. Um, you notice the uh, whoever they are because he appears to be wearing uh, no pants, just some sort of like half torn skirt and a bright like purpley fuchsia tunic. Good. Right. It doesn't seem and, very safe. No, a very large person, though. You think uh, you had a first guess, maybe some sort of uh, maybe a half giant or uh, or like an ogre or something, which would be weird. Ogres aren't normally allowed into typical society. They're very aggressive creatures normally. Um Um, yeah I think I think that I will probably just like spread everything out on the table get like you know all of my notes all of my schematics all of my um, you know tools and and I keep wanting to say ingredients but not ingredients materials uh, Mm. and just lay it all out you know get you know be aware of all of the things that I have you know make a list and um, then I'm going to start looking around this space for any other materials that I might need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they have, um, do they have stuff that I can just like take? <laughs> uh, they do seem to have like a whole bunch of stuff in general. Um, however, a lot of it seems to be piled near the big creature, uh, in the corner. You aren't sure if it's theirs or not. Uh, oh no. Oh no. Um, okay. I will sneak. I mean, not like actually sneak, but like creep over and just like grab some stuff that I need and just like stare unblinkingly at this person (laughs) as I take it. Are you, uh, are you attempting to be stealthy? No. No, you're not at all. You're just like being careful in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, obviously, as soon as you get close enough and start playing with stuff on, on the side here, like grabbing something, it makes a little bit of noise. And the creature turns, and it is, as far as you can tell, an ogre. They're a little ah! smaller than usual, but an ogre. Um, and he turns and looks at you and goes, can, can I have this, please? What you doing? Um, I have some schematics if you want to look at them. I'm making a... Well, it might be easier to just show you. Hmm. You speak giant, common, not learned yet. I do not speak giant. I speak common. Yeah. I, I speak common. You speak gnome? Yes, I am a gnome, yeah. Well, thank God I thought I was going to have to talk to somebody who didn't know anything but common again. 
Rolf in the corner there speaks some sort of language I've never heard before. I is it a real language? I don't know if it's a real language. I think, I think, it think he might just doesn't have to be common, but oh. I don't know common very well. Oh. Well, I are you're like very big. I know like everybody's big to me, but you're like especially big. That's not like uh, an insult. I'm just I'm just you're just big. Right. Uh I'm Grun. Grun? Yes. Okay. Did I say that right? Yeah, I'm Grun. Here. Okay. I'm um I'm a half ogre. We get rather large. That's very cool. Well, my clan didn't think so, so I came here. Well, that's okay. I'm I'm away from my home too. It's exciting. There's adventures away from Uh, home. Sometimes, yeah, can be. You notice that his legs are scarred up. Mm. So you said you were working on something. Yeah. Yeah. Come come look. I'm gonna Absolutely. bring bring the thing with me that I that I was attempting to take <laughs> and go over <laughs> to the table and, and show them my uh all my stuff. You're working on automata, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite my bellywick. I usually make uh, potions and whatnot. Oh. Very cool. My specialty, but uh I there's there is still a little bit that I'm not sure about yet. There's like I, I have all of it except like the the what makes it go, you know? Because it's I mean it's easy to build like just little machines and I pull out um Pups McGee, my little like teeny animatronic dog. Yeah. I'm like it like this was easy easy peasy. But this is and it's not just cuz it's bigger. Um but it like it it needs something more and I'm not I I don't know how to do that yet. Well, it looks like these schematics aren't complete either. You see this little note down here and he points down with a big giant finger to the the corner um where under there's a small like little outbox section that was pointing to the heart of one of the automatas and says um, uh, in in handwriting that you recognize be your mother's. It says um, uh, life equation still uncertain. Ask Tim. Uh, And that actually kind of triggers a memory for you that you had kind of uh, sort of forgotten in the way that you know, uh, okay, so this is a very ADHD thing to talk about, but uh, you know, like, when you know something, but you don't remember it until someone points it out? Uh-huh. Like, it's just completely not in your brain until someone goes, hey, remember that time? And you go, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah I perfectly <laughs> remember that time. Um, so, we're going to go to another board real quick while we play out oh, this gosh. memory. Okay. Uh, Is there going to be trauma? Oh, no. I mean, it depends. I mean, listen, I'm not one for instilling trauma in my characters. I'm a nice DM. I mean, the trauma already exists. It's just it's a it's a memory. Right. Okay. Um, This is a memory of your lab. (gasps) 
This is the lab inside the Butterball Tower. Okay. And as you can oh. see, there are hanging lights and there are automata to help your parents out. And they're working the giant mechanism in the middle of uh, mm -hmm. the room that powers most of their experiments. And this place, while it could be claustrophobic and jumbly for everyone else, you have good memories here. Mm -hmm. This is where um, to say your parents w could be a little distant is a bit of an understatement. Um, yeah. Except every time you were all in this lab, you all shared that sort of excitement about creation together. And that was when your parents came alive. Mm -hmm. Um. <sighs> And here you are. You're remembering a day where it wasn't actually that long ago. It was maybe uh, three or four years ago. You know, your parent. Well, probably like obviously before your parents left. Yeah. Um, which I've heard call had been gone for a year or more or something like that. I can't remember. Couple years. I oh, oh, no. I don't remember. I can't remember either. Uh, whatever we said before. Yeah. This is before that by like maybe two or three years. Like, it's not it's not that far away. So, you know, you were obviously in your early 20s. Um, you know, you were you were going through that awkward, uh, you know, uh, preteen sort of uh, thing that gnomes go through. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, your voice was a little too deep. Don't worry, it'll raise up after a little while. Um, and so the here you are. Explore. Um, your parents are inventing. They've had a hard time lately. Their automata are good, but they're not. Um, your parents have been chasing the ability to make them real companions, mm -hmm. right? Because they love their inventions. Your parents love them and they really want to. They're, they're, your mother used to say that it would be really lovely if their inventions could love them back. And so like that was that was a thing that your parents were they're 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 no much romantics uh and so that's just the things they were doing oh gosh where do i go first um oh goodness uh all right so which one so is that my mom or my dad that's like right in in front right in front of you working the controls of the big machine Mm -hmm. uh, which which they always referred to as the heart of their lab, so you always just called it the heart. Um, is your father? I'm gonna run over. Oh, I might so turn I'm down the exposure a little okay. Bit. I'm trying to think of age. Yeah, um, I'll run over and say, "Hey, hey, do you need any help?" What's that? Oh, hello, my girl. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how to make the heart spew out the right things for this life equation. I can't. Hmm. It, 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 it's really getting me going, you know? You know mm -hmm. how I just get so flustered when things don't work out. Did, did you ask mom? I, uh. Oh, your mother's here. Yes, uh, of, of course, uh. You, you know, I have to turn the knobs here a little bit more. I think I'm very close. Why don't you quickly go ask her what she's working on and see what's up? Uh, okay. I will go to her. Where is she at? Oh, that's she her down is there. 
right down there working on yep. working a uh what looks like a sill apparatus something that wow. your family uses to make uh complicated potions very cool uh incidentally i believe the inspiration quest is over <gasps> oh wait no not quite yet very close a thousand all right left. desmond come on oh all right um hey hey, hey mom um Dad, Dad says he's working on on the the life equation. Right. He, oh, he, he's here too, is he? He, yeah. I, I just woke up this morning. I ate breakfast and came right here. How are you doing, dear? Oh, I'm I'm good. Oh, that's great. Uh, Could you hand me that over there, please? Yeah. Yes. And I hand her whatever it is that she's looking for. She oh, doesn't gosh. seem to have known herself, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, so so when you hand her the the like a thing that's nearby, she goes, Oh, excellent. And she starts using it immediately and then goes, Huh. Uh, all right. I don't know. So, hmm, I don't remember what I was thinking. Anyways, sorry. Uh I I know that you're you're better at the like math stuff, like, you know. You're always the numbers one, and, and Dad's, you know, not quite as good at, at those he's, he's uh, kinds so of things artistic. as you are. I yes. know. Um, and so he was working on this equation, and you know, I thought that maybe you might know how to solve it. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure it has to do with adding some alchemy into the mix. He thinks it's all about the mechanisms, but I don't think we can create life without a bit of chemistry. Do you? Create life. I. <sighs> I mean, I think that there's there's more to life than just like chemicals and stuff, right? This actually stops her and she turns and she looks at you with like the most confused look you've ever seen on her face before. She's like, I in what way? Well, I mean, you know, you you said that like you know, you've you've made all these automatons and stuff and you you wanted them to love you back and so Maybe I don't know. It's no, it's it's silly. I'm never no, mind. No, no, I think you might be on to something there. Keep thinking what it is you're thinking of. What 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 are you thinking is life? Come, come, tell me. Well, maybe maybe to to get something to love you, you have to love it first. Interesting thought. I mean your father and I really do love our automata, but I suppose not in the same way we love you. Sure thing. I, hmm, that's that's terrifically interesting. You know, your father might have a spell for that. Why don't you go see him real quick? Tell him what we learned. Okay. I'll try to distill a base. One second. Oops, sorry. And then off you go back to your father, and who's like like clanging at something right now like you, your parents have never it's not like other other species uh right like uh, like a human who gets frustrated with a with a mechanism might hit it with a wrench your father getting frustrated at it it's more or less going ah, the fumble crumbs and he <laughs> like he's like trying really hard with a wrench to like get the right thing but he always respects the equipment uh-huh uh well i i relay to him the conversation that I had with the mother. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Do you think that's really the missing piece, eh? 
I mean, I, it, it, you know, it's an idea. Interesting. Here, have a moment. Uh, X-23, come down here for a minute. And an automata who was cranking things up top comes down here. Now, you remember a long time ago when we first invented these things, you said, you were much younger at the time, but you said it's weird that the automata don't have a heart. And so we made a space for one, but we weren't able to really get it crystallized, you know? Anything that worked in there, power sources they already had, uh, any sort of mechanisms. If your mother could make us a good base, I might be able to crystallize something. Why don't you go see her real quick, and we'll see if we can get X-23 here to have an emotion. What do you think? Okay. I, I mean, that, yeah. Hey, excellent. Hey, get it? Uh, oh, yes, quite. Oh, my girl, yes. Hey, jokes. Why isn't this machine working? Oh, that's right. The crank stopped. No. And off you go back down to your off mother. <laughs> is this a is this usual for Tim's experiences in the forge what? being okay? Very much so. Like mostly going back and forth and back and forth. Um, however, it is still generally this is the attention you get from your parents because anytime they're outside of their lab, they're mostly thinking of what they're doing in the lab. And so, like, it, it's more like when they get interrupted, it's not like they get uh, angry about being interrupted. Mm -hmm. It's that interruption really rattles them, mm -hmm. right? And when they're, when they're thinking about something and something interrupts that train of thought, it just, it shocks them. And so they seem rather standoffish when that happens. But, of course, you've been living with them long enough to know that it's not what's happening. It's just their, yeah. yeah. Um, and she goes, oh, well... A good base. I think this should probably work for something. Well, anything, really. Uh, maybe some testing, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, oh, hello. Sorry, you're back. Did your father have anything? I, yeah. And I, you know, relay the message. Crystallizing a base. How ingenious. Such an artful man your father is. <laughs> uh, I can't understand. Oh, you came up with that. Anyways, here you are. Uh, take this to your father. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let's both go. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Listen, we're we're adults. We're playing with our toys. Let us yep. Go. Um. And then once up there, he goes. Ah, excellent, excellent. Uh. Let's see here if I could get this to work. All we need to do is place the base inside X-23's chest here. Uh, X-23 chest cavity, please. And it opens up, <laughs> opens up its chest cavity. And there is indeed a spot there. And your mother puts in this bottle that has the base in it. And your father uh, takes out a wand really quick that obviously he has made. And it's got a bunch of whirring gears and stuff on it. And it's making noises for no good reason. Um, and he taps it once and the glass and the base turn into like transmute into this crystal mm -hmm. that fills the entire chest cavity and it's like all right now this is going to be an attempt we will try like any good science this is the first step make sure you have that uh that base's solution uh tabulated my dear of course darling this is my job after all <laughs> yes of course of course of course now come down i think you might have done it I think the missing ingredient 
was you. Let's try. And he he takes your hands and he takes your mother's hands and he holds them all together. And then he mutters something under his breath and he places one hand on the crystal. And you feel like it's some sort of modified calm emotions spell in that it, it, it taps into your emotions. Um, and instead of calming you, what it's doing is it's drawing it out. So what... This is your opportunity. What do you think of when this happens? On like immediately, like your your keen arcane observations are kicking in here. You know what roughly he's trying to do. He's trying to use an emotion to see if it produces at least the simulacra of emotion in X twenty three. What I think that. I I go back to the to a memory. We're in a memory within a memory now. Oh shit. Um, I don't have an extra table second. for that. I... Uh, but a a memory of when Tim was oh, I don't know, four, maybe four or five, real little. Too little to really be able to use, you know, the like serious machinery to build things. Right. And so she, what she was doing was she was playing on the floor of the, of this workshop and she had a bunch of sticks and some mud and some cloth and, you know, just like stuff that she's found. And she, she gets a couple, a couple of the little, you know, like gears and things, a couple of mechanisms from, um, around the workshop and as her parents are working she sits there on the ground and creates a little mechanical in the loosest sense um person a little you know doll made of stuff mm -hmm. and her her mom, as she's, you know, running back and forth and doing whatever it is that she does, she notices Tim on the ground and is like, oh, like, what are you doing, sweetie? And Tim shows her this and her mom gets like, like her eyes get even wider and she's like, you know, get over here, get over here mm -hmm. and calls, you know, Tim's dad over. And she holds, very gingerly holds up the little creation that Tim made and looks at her dad and says, it's her first machine. And Tim at that moment, you know, these are like a baby's first steps, but. Right. Even they were more much less excited that with your first yes. steps than they were with this. Yeah. Yes. And it's that first moment of like she's just old enough to recognize that her parents are like genuinely proud of her. Mm -hmm. And it's that sort of high <laughs> that she's, you know, with all of the other creations that she's made throughout her life, she's always been sort of chasing that, mm -hmm. that feeling, that amount of pride that they had in that moment for her. Um, and that, you know, family moment of the three of them huddled around this little, you know, moving doll that she right. made. 
And that's what she holds on to, that feeling from right then. Right. Because that's, you know, it, it feels to her very similar to what they're doing here. Um, and Wait, so that's, I, that's what she, yeah, she taps into that. Yeah. Um, and so you snap back out of that memory and the the heart is is trembling and it's full of 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 this this bluish soft energy and the the thing closes up and your father's like well let's see if it works x23 do you feel <laughs> and x23 like stares for half a moment looks down at their own hands and says I feel wonderful <gasps> and there is like your family screams and <sighs> like laughs and jumps around and X-23 is like recoils for a second and then like uh, like okay I, I got it they're not mad I, I understand but this is your memory this bit here and Apparently, afterwards, one of your parents had gone to the schemata for their automata and had written down the life equation was to ask Tim. We're going to head back to the other board. Uh, since we're in a, a period of transition, mm -hmm. the the process has finished processing. Oh, I believe. Would you like to change out what Tim Tam looks like? Do I just click it in the, in the thing? You just, you just link it to the campaign and I will have access to it. Folks. Uh, you know that we're using uh, hero forge models here for the connectivity. And, uh, it's been a little difficult because obviously we have to pay money to make sure that they're up here and running here. But now. Did it show up for you? It should once I refresh. Hello. Where are you? Tim Tam. It should be. It should. There. I don't know why it's not. I can I can oh, there you are. break Oh, okay. There you are. <laughs> and so this is Tim. Make unique. Make not unique. Remove. Welcome, everybody. The new Tim. New Tim. And then I'm going to make sure that I give you the player permission. There you are. There you are. You can move her Perfect. around. I'm still waiting on GM. Oh, that's right. Tailspire. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but a bit up. But some players at the board. Oh, look at there you. She look is. at that little tiny. There she is. Disturber of the peace. There she is. In her, her teeny tiny little coat. And her <laughs> big sledgehammer. The, the only two things that you need. That's right. Um, and so you're standing here. Uh, oops. Thank goodness. I had the... Desmond. Ooh, and there we are. Uh, and you're attempting to to recognize, reconcile with what you're seeing. And you this, this is the memory that comes up with. Ask Tim. And you remember that it's it's some sort of potion base and it's some sort of uh, emotional transference 
And in addition to that, you remember that while X-23 had the semblance of emotion for a little bit, there was still something missing from full, uh, uh, full life. Hmm. Uh, X-23 was able to emulate emotion for the most part, but the last final piece was really... Your mother always thought that there was an alchemical solution that was missing, something to modify the base that really made it connect with whatever sentience was. And that's mostly what they were testing for. In addition to the other projects that they were getting money from, um, the clock tower itself and whatever it is they left to double check uh, mm -hmm. was one of the two things they were doing. So, uh, with that information in mind, what do you what do you tell Grun? Uh, mm. so, hmm. When I was young, a few years ago, I, my parents did something like this, um, where they, you know, there was an automaton and they it made it have like emotions and stuff. Um, would I remember anything about the, like, alchemical stuff that my mom was doing? Or would yeah. I just remember that, like, it was stuff? Okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really well, your ballywick. You never really yeah. got into potion making. No. It's gross. It's wet. Um, <laughs> it's... It, mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but I will explain that, you know, my mom was convinced that there was a, an alchemical, you know, that that was... Mm -hmm. really the most important thing that was sort of the catalyst right and um i'll explain the process i'm not going to go into detail of course because you know that's just for tim and tim's heart mm -hmm. but i will explain that like you know we had this this uh chemical and then we crystallized it and then there was a like an emotional catalyst and that was the process that brought about this um at least like semi-permanent Mm -hmm. change and i'll i'll ask him if if that like rings a bell or if there's anything sort of similar to that 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 um he's aware of that maybe we could try right grun goes um i mean there's a few things uh i've got quite the array of alchemical components i haven't really experimented with we could run down the list might take about a, a 10 day to find the right mixture Wow, so. that's convenient. Um, that's convenient. That's exactly the amount of time that I have. Uh, there will be a little bit of downtime. Uh, I don't know what you plan to do in the middle of it, but I suppose if you got nowhere to stay, you could stay here. Oh wow. Um. Did I? So when we got off the train and we, mm -hmm. I like talked to the other characters and. You know, we decided that, like, we were going to stay as a group. Right. Did we have... Did we say, like, you know, we'll meet back here and, you know, did no, we have a time frame? Like, no, it seems like all of you just kind of assumed you'd be able to find each other in Waterdeep. Okay. Uh, and some of you, had, like, a lot of you have never been to Waterdeep, so, like... Yeah. I mean, because honestly, normally in a regular city, absolutely. Like, it's not... Waterdeep is way bigger. Like, it has no right being as big as it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like if you folks were going to Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter or something like that, another like, quote unquote, big city on the Sword Coast, um, mm -hmm. those cities are all small enough that you could probably relatively easy find each other. 
Water deep. Not so it's much. Different. Different. Oh. Um, so yeah. Well, then I will. <sighs> you know what? My my friends are smart. I think that they can probably find me. Plus, it's not like you know, like we're this. I trust you. I know I've only known you for like, you know, fifteen minutes, but. It's very kind of you. Um, I think, well, you know, so like I just spent a bunch of time with this, this lady, Rath Gerther, and she's like the coolest. And so, you know, I think just like, I think I just implicitly trust like big people, like right. big, big people, not just like normal sized big people. Isn't Rath Gerther the character from that comic book? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, she's, you know, she's the person that the character is based on and, and all of her you know, oh. travels and adventures and stuff, yeah. I didn't know she was <laughs> real. Well, yeah, they're, they're like, it's like biographies. I, I see. So you know how to fight then, if you've been traveling with the mighty Rath Gerther. Well, I, I don't fight so much as like, like trick people and like trap them. And I, I tell him about how I, you know, cast grease and made everybody fall down and then cast, you know, oh. rope trick and tied everybody up. And That's very funny. <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I can imagine. It's, I mean, congratulations. Although if you're traveling with such a, a, a person who finds themselves in danger as often as Rathgurther, maybe you'd want to get handy with something else other than just tricks. Oh, well, you know... It little little people don't fight that's not the case he pulls up his his foot again he goes see this scar right here on my ankle halfling barely saw the bugger wow oh so you think i could like stab or stab or smash you think I'm more of like, a, like a bow each person and then she pulls out this, you know, her her tools, and she pulls out this hammer and is like, mm -hmm. oh, but I already know how to use hammers real good. Maybe you could teach me how to use, like, giant hammers? Oh, well, I'm not really a fighter. But Rolf over there used to be. Oh. How do you think he lost his teeth? No. He's got a dummy outside that he often practices with to keep his joints good. I'm sure he could teach you a few things about a couple of different weapons if you need a, a basic rundown. It wouldn't be like you'd be a fencing master or anything, but... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, if you can understand him. Well, I mean, you, 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 you work <laughs> next to him, you know, and you can understand him a little bit. It's true. You're not wrong. Maybe I just need to get used to his accent. True. Well, how about this? I'm going to get working testing a couple of different bases with our chemical ingredients, and we'll try them all out after we build you a husk. And we'll see how that works. Um, upstairs is where I tend to sleep. There is space for someone your size if you want to roll a sleeping bag up there. Oh, sure. Thanks. Rolf was good enough to let me stay out there when I first came here. Does this oh. mean I'm like your, like, apprentice? 
my apprentice. <laughs> if you want to learn how to make potions, then uh, I could help try, but uh, I think we're more like collaborators. <gasps> Whoa. We're big so on we're like social <gasps> production here. Nice. Very cool. Have you heard of this thing called taxes? Yes, unfortunately. Luckily, no one is spry enough to come into Danger Alley to collect them. <laughs> and Tax like evasion. to punctuate that, there's another explosion out to the side. Someone goes, ah! <laughs> um, well, then, yeah, I will... You know, Tim will, will set up all her stuff and... Okay. And make herself um, at home. Yeah, so over the next 10 days... Um... <laughs> Not only do you occasionally get Rolf to go outside and show you some things about how to use weapons, thus giving you your martial weapon proficiency. Um, you modify your, your main smithing hammer a little bit uh, to make a bigger one that is useful for fighting and for fixing. And so we will get you a... I'll make sure to put a, a hammer of the right type in your inventory uh, between okay. episodes. Um but you also create um, the husk of the automata you were trying to make. And, uh, well, why don't you describe it? Uh, okay, so this automaton is... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Imagine, like, a German shepherd made of bolts and metal. Mm -hmm. Uh... Yeah. Where, but more so, like it doesn't have ears. It's a very like smooth head, mm -hmm. um, but very like muscular dog, like very like frightening. Almost, yes. Yeah. Like big usually, muscles. steel defenders look a little bit like mastiffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, she has still outfitted it with you know a mouth and a, a little mechanical tongue that can like. <laughs> right. Exactly. Even though it doesn't Absolutely. need to, just because it's cute. Right. It's, it's, it's cute on its own. Now, this yes. thing, because Grun helped you build it, is about the size of uh, like an actual baked mastiff, meaning that eventually, and I know this is non-standard, but you are a gnome, eventually you could use it as a riding dog. If you yes! Yeah. Fuck yes! Yeah. Um, now, that being said, it does take... A, that part was easy. Actually, you and Grun like hyper focused and built that dog inside of a day and a night of work. Hell um, yeah. The problem was that potion testing was difficult. You guys together go through over 10 different potion bases that all fail one after another. You were able to isolate out the, the spell. So you're able to kind of recreate the spell that you're using to craft it. And you know that this spell isn't useful for anything but like creating living sentient, like uh, helping to create living sentient creatures. And you know that the spell is solid because your your father was able to write down the exact spell mechanics and components. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the potion that's the issue. And so you keep trying and you keep trying and one failure after another, you watch your dog come to life and emulate, but not really be alive. And then maybe on the ninth day of your 10 day, Grun gets a little frustrated and he goes to his bin of like inert stuff that he had been using and he pulls out a couple of things and he tries them and one after another they tend to fail except for 
the second to last one. He grinds it up. He puts it into a potion base. He puts it in the dog. You channel your energy. And life. <gasps> your dog isn't just emulating and you it's hard to tell the difference at first. But you can tell because it's like a baby at first. It has a hard time understanding what's going on and then it quickly learns and then the base programming kicks in and it like reacts to grun being too close to you and then you teach it no and then it 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 agrees and it listens and there's another thing that cues you in that this is real okay the last time something like this happened was a very long time ago when a human mage decided to supplant the old god of death by becoming the god of death herself. The birth of the Raven Queen shook the foundations of the universe. Everybody in existence knew the second she had become the new god of death. This isn't quite like that. But you have created life out of nothing. And there is almost literal ripple through the weave of magic around you, and everyone feels it. The background hum of Waterdeep goes silent for like a whole five minutes, while everyone slowly processes that something enormous has happened. Bark. Wolf. Bark, bark. Your dog is alive. And you have gotten to level three. At what cost? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. <sighs> what a good boy, though. He's a very good boy. He is a very yeah. good boy. <sighs> I think that his his name... I know that we decided it in chat, not <laughs> this past one, but the one before that. Spark McBark is his Spark name. Spark McBark. Yep. Pups McGee and Spark McBark. Spark McBark. Gotcha. <laughs> Love it. Oh. You will be able to slowly upgrade bits of Spark McBark as time goes on. Um, Gun dog. Right now, right now, it does exactly what a regular shield defender does. No Perfect. question. But you're an inventor by nature, and every time you want to level up, you can tinker with it, and we can see what you'd like to make of it. Uh, in addition to that, I think Grun is dumbfounded. And Any he looks down at, like, the, the empty potion like that he made, and he goes, The hell did I just do? The hell did we just do? We made Spark McBark. Look at him. He's such a good boy. And uh, Sparks is go. I'm calling him Sparks. He is going to do that sort of like, you know, the dog tackle that dogs do when they oh, see yeah. somebody that they haven't seen in like years and just like tackle Grunt. What can he? Because Grunt is so big. Br Grunt is so big that Sparks is more like a terrier for him, really. Oh. Well, he's going to, like, put his put his paws up and, like, do the, like, excited, like, ah! I'm going to make this wolf sparks with barks for now. Oh, hell yeah. Sparks. 
Sparks McBarks and the Clan McBarks. There can yes. be only one. Um, there can be and yeah, so yeah, he he definitely like gets up on him, and he's he's heavy because he's made mostly of metal and like thick pieces of timber and stuff. And he goes, Ooh, "I've never he's, seen this before." Well, actually, that's not true. Technically, warforges are made in something similar, but their construction is lost. We don't know how to do it anymore. Well, now we do. Thanks for helping me figure it out. You. You're welcome. Is this... You seem like... Not... Not excited. I, we fi I we am, figured it out. Just, this has implications. That's all. What? Like... I mean, I know that I'm going to have to take care of Sparks and, you know... Make sure oh that God, he doesn't does get rusty and... I... Does he eat? Sparks, do you eat? Did you make him to eat? I don't think so. No. I don't think that they need to eat. No. I think like he can he can process food if I want to feed him like little treats. Like oh, maybe okay. like little nuts and bolts as treats. Nuts and bolts and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Well, I mean, he does have an internal mechanism that helps heal him. Uh you it's could true. say that you he you as a as an effect, you just kind of like give him a treat when that happens that he reincorporates the metal into his body. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> But like that's like what are the, like I don't what are, what implications? I'm not sure. I'm not very big into what goes on in Waterdeep and with the the smaller folk. But whenever an inventor makes something of massive importance here in Danger Alley, sometimes it garners unnecessary attention. And that well, ripple I... felt like it was big. Like Joseph over there once blew up a crater in the middle of the, the alley, and that was a big ripple, but it wasn't like this. Well, I am I going to get in trouble? I, I don't know. You said you had friends. Yeah, maybe I should go find my friends. Well, friends, you know, I don't, I haven't seen them in like a week and a half. Right. Maybe, um, I'll make sure that no one here will tell anyone you've been here. Okay. Thank you. Don't worry about it. Um, here is the alchemical mixture in case you need to do it again. If awesome. this one gets destroyed and you have to remake it or something. I don't know how you're going to source these, but uh, now you know what they are anyway and where I got them from. Yeah, she like very, you know, wrote down every single step, mm. you know, wrote down all of the ones that failed. Like she very meticulous notes. Right. And... Um, As you, you kind of are leaving Danger Alley um, and your newfound friends uh, behind to stay where they are, you'll, you'll know where they are. They'll be there. Um, you realize you have to find your friends, but also that you forgot 
that you were here to find any sign of your parents. And you oh, spent this yeah. whole 10 day without going and looking at their, for their companion that used to help them when they were in Waterdeep. And it was with that thought in your head that we're going to end today's session. <sighs> Welcome to level three. <laughs> Did Tim just like fuck up the whole world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you created something actually alive from nothing. That's a rather stupendous feat. Shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, now comes the time at the end of the episode where I was said I was going to take questions. So uh, from Zoe or to Zoe or to me, if anyone in the chat has any questions uh, or Zoe, if you have any questions, uh, now is the time. And unless I have to be a mysterious DM about it, I will answer. So this whole like Raven Queen. Yeah. So what, how, like, is it something that has just been passed down in legend or is it something that happened recently? No, it's definitely a long time ago sort of okay. stuff. Um, so generally in in D&D lore, there are a couple of gods that are ascended humans. Uh, so, <laughs> for instance, um, oh, hell, the the the. Mother Midnight, who is a goddess of magic um was a companion of another god called oh no i have two friends who play paladin and cleric from this god he's a god of death uh but like of a god of like the passing on part mm -hmm. of death um and kalemvor kalemvor that's it thank you very much congratulations <gasps> um so yeah uh so kalemvor he was also like a human adventurer um, and he and some of his party members uh, ascended. Now, in those cases, I don't believe they supplanted another god. And uh, uh, But in the Raven Queen's case, uh, she was a wizard a very long time ago who perfected a method to ascend herself by way of just a magic ritual. And mm. this, in this manner, at least in my canon, and uh, I guess in a couple of other people's canons, because it seems to be a rather popular idea, she supplanted the previous god of death. Um, and again, when a new god is created in general, um, because they are they are stepping into an aspect of creation, mm -hmm. it's not easy to hide, <laughs> right? It, it it's more or less uh, the same. Uh, I don't want to copy anyone else's description of what happened when the Raven Queen ascended, but mm -hmm. like it's pretty easy to understand that the previous. Uh, uh, priesthoods to that old god were instantly unmade uh, yeah. and so like that's a pretty egregious example uh, and so you who are tampering with the fundamental things of creation may not have may not have created a god but you created life which is usually the provenance of gods and so uh, congratulations Tinkerer you have done you yeah. have meddled in something that man was not yet meant to meddle uh well, it's a good That's, thing uh, she's not a man. She's a that's, gnome. Yeah, she's a she's a, a gnome. Even yeah, gnomes were went, meant to meddle. Frankenstein was actually a gnome, believe it or not. That's, right, exactly. That's why nothing really bad happened to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So that that's the the general legend lore. The I mean, like you might know some of this from reading books and stuff. It's the same reason why I think uh, 
part of a 10 day for you learning how to use a martial weapon isn't that egregious like i said i i teach people how to use long swords and short swords and stuff like that all the time and it doesn't take that long to really get someone used to working with it especially if i have more or less on un, unfettered access to them um so that's good and plus i imagine you would have read some books about it it's like some actual fencing manuals you may have like gotten bored and read some and, and she she has she has some strong arms because yeah she makes that's, stuff she so. makes stuff and so using she has a the muscles isn't there. that yeah. terrible yeah exactly and so yeah when you just modified one of your bigger hammers and now you've got a, a two-handed hammer that you can you can swing around with i imagine it's not exactly like a fully two-handed hammer i bet you it's like a like i said like a warhammer that you can use in mm -hmm. one or two hands if you wish um but yeah eventually you'll be able to probably ride on barks mcbarks over there Hell yeah. and be some sort of gnomish tinker knight yeah <sighs> all right chat is there anything else going on um oh cat kitten he has Hello. been so bad he keeps going like behind my monitor and like trying to knock stuff off my desk like you know i am live on the internet he has and no shame the internet no hates shame. anything it's cat <laughs> look at that shame face gonna, look at the camera look at the camera look at them no he's pissed okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, well, aside from today, um, unless uh, Mildred pops on and says uh, she'd like to do some uh, uh, an episode of her own for Rathgurther, which I don't think is going to be the case, um, we'll catch up with uh, with them uh, next Friday when we have our next full episode and we try to see how the party is going to come back together. Yes. Um, and and honestly, that's that's still if if they do. Now I know the players want to play together, but uh, if if for whatever reason the hooks aren't good enough, or they feel like the character wouldn't sit in, maybe they it's time to make another character. Who knows? We'll we'll see. But we're level three now, and there are adventures aplenty. We are not diving into any pre-made modules. Uh, each of the players have given me enough stuff to work on that I have written so much stuff. Hell um, yeah. that we are good to go. In fact, I have another adventure that I wrote for level three characters that would probably work for you folks. So we'll see if you, I can hook you into that. Um, uh, Rose Cabold is asking real quick, why is Emery the cool one in Tim's eyes? Ooh. Um, well, I think that, I don't know. So like Tim, her personality is very like she desperately wants friends. She desperately wants to be liked. Mm -hmm. And Emery. <sighs> Emery has that personality where she's like, I don't give a fuck. I, <laughs> you know, and she's very vocal about not giving a fuck. Whereas I think like Maldris is is much more reserved. So, like, she is cool, or they are cool. They're just, like, less loudly nonchalant, I guess. Right. Whereas, whereas Emery is, like, she, ma she makes it clear that, like, she could not care less about right. what, she cares you know, what you're so saying to little. her. She, <laughs> yes. she cares so little. Man, you don't, you know, sit down and hear a tale of how, how Emery cares so yep. little about everything. And I think that because Tim is not very, you know, well-versed in 
talking to people um, that she, you know, does take that at face value. And she's like, wow, she really like she doesn't care about anything like she's the coolest. So, yeah, I think that and also tieflings are just cool. <laughs> tieflings are cool. Absolutely. <laughs> I dig it. Well, okay, then, everybody. Why don't we go ahead and call that a day? It was uh, a nice short session, but that's the way it goes when we're playing with one character at a time. I love, hope you all enjoyed the juicy lore. Please feel free to join the Discord and chat about it as often as you can. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. Zoe, where can the good people out there find you? Uh, the people can find me on Twitter at Zoe underscore the B and on YouTube. Search Zoe B and... I will pop up. I don't have a, a vanity link, so. There's no vanity link. No. Hey, you know, that's just the way it goes. Is that it? Is that all? Is that I the think, only? I, I, I think, think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, I am obviously the Jaycorn. You can find me here. You can find me on my YouTube, which has all of our what's left of us content. Uh, you can find us in any of the links uh down below i'm gonna put that in the content bam there you go you can find also all of the parties links in general there uh and our podcast our audio version of our podcast which has all those little tasty bonus tidbits uh so if Tim any bits. of you want to see some but tim bits uh, which is a thing up here in canada already uh, -huh. uh and so uh yeah i hope to all see you then say goodbye everybody